another edition of 50 days of dragon con the podcast that uh has intermittent hosts and joining me as always is me and grogu back there behind me somewhere um lee it might may or may not show up she's having uh technical difficulties right now as well as um a few other issues so uh we're hoping to get her on here in a minute in the meantime you've got just me which is exciting for everyone or exciting for no one Therefore, we'll rush right into our guests. Uh, as most of you know that have listened for a long time, I don't read very much. At least not the, uh, at least not in the traditional uh, joy sense of reading. That's more. Hey, thank you. Hi. Um, somebody. Uh, never mind. Um, so, uh, so, and so, I'm like the worst person to actually have moderate this particular discussion but fortunately we have two people that are more than willing to talk about uh literature and of the fantasy variety with me joining me is seska small and mara rose how you guys doing great you know we'll make a reader out of you yet good good luck many (laughs) many a person has tried oddly you know i went to school for for theater i loved reading plays i just do not read any other sort of fiction well that's not true i have read books over the years but but in general i'm not a a big reader but obviously a lot of people that come to your track are and what is the title of your track again because i always forget the exact title fantasy literature track fantasy literature track that is the end of the title that's all i had to remember and guess what i failed Anyway, you don't like literature, you claim. You claim, but playwrights, they are literate. Brandon says, John reads all the dollar bills he makes doing the podcast. The one (laughs) dollar. It was a short read. It was more of like a pamphlet. Isn't it quarters? I thought it was quarters at this point. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Trying to round up, you know? Yeah, round up. Round up to to 12 cents. To be fair, though. Play, there are tons of plays that have foundations in fantasy literature. So Absolutely, 100%. I am certain you've read some of them. Oh yeah, oh oh certainly. I, I mean, I performed uh, on stage a Midsummer Night's Dream in two different occasions. So I mean, if you're talking fantasy, that's I mean, right the right there. It's very yeah. definition. So uh, Sarah says hi. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Speaking of plays, Sarah's uh, doing a lot of work to get plays into Dragon Con through uh, uh, a new kind of their group adding plays theater and uh, to various panels. So she's she's been working her butt off all year. Exactly. Yes. Yes, she has, and we will be we will be talking. Then that's a track you'd remember. Oh yeah, if they actually had it, if they well, I mean, right now they're they're doing. sort of the, you know, uh, group thing and hopes of getting a track, I think is what that 
that boils down to, but they're doing that. We will be talking to Sarah at some point before the end of this year's uh, 50 uh, to talk about her group, um, the theater group, her and, and uh, several other people. Actually, a couple other people we've interviewed are active in that group. So that's good. But let's get back to what we're talking about Including here. Me. Yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> there's another one number. Now it's like the fourth one. Um, so what is a fantasy literature track cover? And then we'll get into, you guys got a whole whole spiel that you do. It's pretty actually cool about what you actually are doing, but let's let's talk, talk about what it is first, and then we'll talk. Then we'll get into that, that okay. awesome. Spirit. So the best part about doing fantasy literature is it's kind of the hallmark, the the staple of Dragon Con. You know, mm-hmm. it's literature that focuses on fantasy things and involve magic. I always tell people, when in doubt, look at how the world mechanics are. So if the world mechanics are based in science, you got science fiction. Mm-hmm. If there's a lot of hand waving them and they just kind of either don't explain it or they're like, poof, magic wands, yay! It's obviously magic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and the nice thing is we just focus on the books. So the uh, all the stuff going on with movies and TV while they may pull from it and we don't have to really, we don't worry about the actors or anything. We focus on the wonder that is the book that we cover. And specifically we do stuff on audio novels. We do stuff on um, short fiction, long fiction, just really all of the fiction and any way you can digest that story so, and we'll definitely, you know, we've, t- we've even done panels on how to take a book into a TV show. We've done panels on, and the experience of our guests have had with that, as well as how to cosplay your favorite literature character. Oh, yes. Well, and that yeah. gets us, that sort of gets us into, uh, well... I think Mara Rose can take this one. What uh, what are some of the big events that you guys have planned on your track? Well, good evening, all of you fantastical beings in fandom. Are you ready for fantasy literature this year? Because once again, we will be on Thursday night dressing you up for the Page to Stage costume contest. Then on Friday, we'll throw you a party at the Fantasy Gather. On Saturday... We're going to take you on a date with the fantasy dating game. And then on Sunday, well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take you to Boink. That's right. Boinking Beasties is back for another wonderful, fantastic year. (laughs) All right. So we so you ran down all highlights for all four days, all four official days of Dragon Con, soon to be five. Um, It's a week. It's a oh, there is. Wait, Everybody's so Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Sunday, Monday. Oh, yeah, there is five. Sorry, soon to be six. You know, I've, I've, for so long, for so long, for so long, I've been trying to get it to five, been asking for it to go to five. It's finally gone to five, and now I forget that it's a five, and it's actually, now we're trying to get it to six. So, so then we have to cover, and, we have to cover Monday, though. So, Monday, of oh. course, you get to make all of the complaints to our wonderful track director. I yes. Every year I get conned by my volunteers into doing it and I refuse to call it the bitch at Suska Hour. Mostly just <laughs> let me put that in the panel. I just like the idea of calling it the Suska Complaint Hour. <laughs> well that sounds like I'm complaining and I could do I could do that. 
<laughs> you could. You could. I mean, I have a lot of stuff. I moved. We can talk about a whole bunch of stuff. You yeah. know, Georgia red clay. It doesn't have to be about dragon gun. Yeah, no. Uh, Sarah Rose does have a question. Would Wizard of Oz be under your track, for example? The novel would be, but Not I really. think... The, the mass uh, media, the the movie, the play, the mass media, the video games, would be, it might be urban fantasy. So there is actually a secret group of people who are going to hunt me down later and beat me um, that they help divvy out the right. media tr- properties to the different tracks. So um, Wizard of Oz, the media property could be under a couple different options. And so... One of the might actually be under American media classics. Yeah. Well, the the thing is, Regina and a couple other people get to referee those fights. Right. Because I don't have to deal with that. That email goes out and I just ignore it. So, but, but in in no, I don't have to deal with media properties. If they let me deal with media properties, I'd read it in detail. But to, to, hold on. Sorry, Brandon says they had to add Wednesday to accommodate all the Wednesday Adams cosplayers. All right, Brandon. Yes. Your your dad joke That's is fair. your dad joke certificate is in the mail. Um so so but in general the Wizard of Oz the the actual book would would be under your track. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. So that whole series or whatever would sort of fall under that because it is fantasy. Now, of there, course, go ahead. There are a few series that fall under fantasy that could also fall under other tracks. I okay. mean, you know, we have some really great fantasy classics and we some always, of them will be represented this year at Page to Stitch. Yeah, we always have uh, the debate be- about like Wheel of Time, which I honestly tend to leave Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings to Jennifer over in High Fantasy because she does a an amazing job with them. And she also knows uh, that is a great question, Zan. Uh, she also knows those properties in detail. Right. So, uh, what was that? So, so the question, yeah, the question was high fantasy and regular fantasy, and that's an answer that I'm told it is not how high it makes you feel or how high the author was when they wrote it. Um, which has been my classic answer. Uh, If you look online and you ask literature people, they will tell you it has to do with how much magic it is in the world, Uh, whether it's high fantasy versus low fantasy, like Game of Thrones, sorry, Song of Fire and Ice at the beginning is a very low fantasy novel. There's not a lot of magic. Uh, Lord of the Rings is more of a high fantasy to middle fantasy because of the amount of magic in it. So, at Dragon Con, the Dragon Con definition is a lot fuzzier and squishier than those. And it really comes down to if there's a media property, it is going to most likely be found over there uh. in high fantasy. Um, and if it is um, something where we focus on the novel, I am likely to more likely to be covering it because like with Game of Thrones, for example, people really, really want to talk about Game of Thrones versus Song of Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. And they kind of forget that the two are kind are more than just kind of different. The further you go in that series, the weird, the more separated they become. Mm-hmm. So um, 
so it really does depend. And that's why if you are really into those high fantasy properties, I highly recommend you check out both programming so that you can see, because sometimes we might cover a similar theme and we do try to make sure we don't double put like, I think we uh, Jennifer did a food panel one year and I was doing a food panel. We just did them on different days. So if you wanted to, you could hit up both panels and her panel was specifically like food presentation in, um, Lord of the Rings, whereas mine is more yeah. general. A lot of times mine, I don't do as many narrow down. We are only talking about this one IP program. So. Well, so Brandon says fantasy, his definition is fantasy is believing John doesn't read. High fantasy is believing he makes money on the podcast. That's the, that's the two definitions. And uh, yes. I like this Brandon guy. He's very factual. <laughs> Uh, Sarah asks, so if, it, if it's been turned into a show or movie in general, it's over in high fantasy. Um, well, it's certain, the, the media, the media itself isn't in your track either way. The media right. right. Like we, we've actually had this argument cause there's more and more they're pulling fantasy projects from out of fantasy media projects from novels. Right. And right. Like, you can't just take it and say, well, now you can't touch it. Bad Saskia because well, I'm going to do it anyways. And two, um, she really will. I really will. I was very successful about doing it in the army. I got away with it way too much. Uh, and um, right. So if my first surgeon's watching, which he might be, he'll agree. Um, <laughs> can't wait to see I that. I do not want to know what happened. But <laughs> no, then, really strangely, I do. I don't because yeah. I don't want to be implicated. But strangely, I want to know it anyway. Go I on. I have never done anything criminal. <laughs> Good cover. Good and cover. I have done lots of things that make people scratch their head, and they go, "Well, it worked." So I guess we're just not going to yell at her, or they yell at me, and I just blink at them and go, "But you wanted it done. It's it's done, right? So, yeah. But did you die? Did anyone die? No, no. Okay, good. Then we're done. So, um, I am my own medical coverage. Uh, it's so, also how you run your track. If no one died at the end, it's been a good year. You know what? We have a disturbingly high number. Nope. <laughs> they, they tried to kill me last year. That that was fun. We did not. You just oh. so I hear. I hear there's a story that Mara wants to say. <laughs> no it's it's just it's a long-running joke that i am one of the uh people that i that will absolutely run themselves ragged over con not that everybody that does this doesn't do that um but even seska said last year i was either trying to commit suicide or allow dragon con to murder me through the number of hours of content that i did you did close to 24 hours I think. no i was over 40 by the end of con because i volunteered for uh most of the costume contests helping backstage too now yeah. okay so now that we're on that what is what is thursday's <laughs> event thursday. so thursday 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 is the page to stage costume contest. And uh, there are only a few um, places left, a few spots left for contestants to register in the open division. Mm -hmm. So if you are watching this and you're going, hey, I really wanted to enter, you might want to do it sooner rather than later. Because once we hit the cap, we're done. They don't give us any more people. They don't give us any more spots. We got to fit everybody into two hours time. 
we really so, want them to give us more spots, but yeah, I mean, it'd be great if we could have a four hour show. I could put a hundred people on stage, but that's a whole nother story. Um, so the page to stage is the literary based costume contest in order to enter you're costumed, uh, you must be costumed as a character that comes from a literary background, meaning okay. uh, you can cosplay as any character from a book in any way that you see them in your head when you read the author's description. Or if they have a media property, you can make a costume based on that media property and bring it because it has a basis in literary work. So, for instance, you want to do Willy Wonka? We had a phenomenal uh, Mrs. Wonka last year. I've forgotten the name of the actual costume, but um, it was really fantastic. And while there are media properties associated with that, because it has its basis in uh, literature, it is allowed. Same with anime characters. If they appear in a manga that was either the base for the anime or came after the anime, we do not play the which came first, the chicken or the egg game here. <laughs> uh, you can put both. Um, you can you can put a costume in that's based on the manga or based on the anime. Um, same with video games. There are lots of video games that now have books out, including Pokemon and Sailor Moon and, uh, you know, properties that cross all spectrums. So if it has ever appeared on a page, you can bring it to our stage. So um, that said, the audience is in for quite a treat because we actually have two divisions. Okay. The Page to Stage Costume Contest is an international costume contest. It is basically uh, two divisions. One is open, meaning anyone can register and participate in the open division. Okay. And then we have an invitational division. Now, the invitational division is by invitation only. And what that means is we have a selection committee that meets. We start meeting in September, immediately after Dragon Con uh, every year. And we come up with a slate of 40 characters. Now, these characters are from literary works. Some are submitted by authors themselves. Some are chosen by the selection committee. Um, and authors can submit their uh, characters to be considered each year at tinyurl.com slash P2S characters. And then the selection committee meets. We pick 40 of the best that we think people will be able to reasonably make a costume of in nine months' time. Mm -hmm. And then people who have either applied, which you can do through tinyurl.com slash P2S apply, or people who have been found through other costume contests like uh, the World Cosplay Champions or Cosplay Contests or Cosplay. Yeah. Yeah. Cosplay Contest <laughs> Champions uh, or Worldcon, various ICG contests. Um and uh, the ICLs, uh, we look at all of those competitors and we choose 40 individuals from across the entire world and we invite them to come and pick a character from that list, make a costume and put it on our stage. Now in the open division, people can compete as either novices, intermediate or advanced. Those categories used to be known as journeyman and master, but we do use non-binary terms. And uh, then in the invitational division, it doesn't matter what your skill division is. You are judged 
only on the construction and on the work that you put in front of our judges. So what you're going to see on stage when you come is uh, between 40 and 60 of the best costumes you could possibly see at Dragon Con presenting skits similar to the masquerade, but shorter, <laughs> um, that are pertaining to the character that they're putting on the stage. And this year, just like last year, we had a theme. Last year, our theme for the main show was pirates. This year, our theme is uh, a little bit more fantastical and will be its own running plot throughout the show. So uh, we expect that uh, things will be much more fast paced and much uh, very entertaining. I'll put it that way. Uh, and Seska put up there, uh, if you go to, what is it? Uh, DC page to stage.com. Uh, you, you yeah. can, you can register there, um, for the open division, right? There's still a few spots left. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yes. Uh, if memory serves, I think we are down to less than five in each division, but it might actually be less than three in one of the divisions. So yeah, you could have been busy. So if somebody registered today, those numbers could be a little lower. That's very true. I have right. not checked the form today. <laughs> so, but it is a wonderful experience and uh, we are not gatekeeping what literature is. I think we even had somebody come as a character out of D&D one time. Well, we even had a Pikachu Deadpool mashup last year in the Invitational Division. So, yeah, we definitely don't gatekeep. These are some of our competitors from last year. Mm -hmm. um, and there's a lot of originality in all of these designs. Uh, you can, even if they're from mass media properties, you can really see how people took the character and made it their own. Uh, in fact, I think in a minute here, you're going to get to a couple of our favorites from last year. Um, uh, the, uh, the fantastic doom slug, um, that was the, uh, inflatable costume and the wife of bath, who was our best in show, as well as the sailor moon sailor sister, uh, which was a Rococo sailor sister. There's Doomslug. Um, and so, you know, you really can interpret these characters from the page any way you want to. Originality goes a long way. In fact, one of our Dragon Award finalists for this year has a character in the same universe that's in the Invitational. So that's Shammy Stovall's book character. Cool. Um, sorry, I, I got, I got distracted by the comments and also I got to run the show because normally Lee would fill in this area where, while I'm doing all the uh, pushing. No all worries. Buttons. I missed the comments. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you got, so that's, that's Thursday. That's, uh, mm -hmm. the, and that's in the evening, I would assume, obviously. Not, yes. Yes. Not so the, the yeah. stage show actually starts at eight 30. Okay. Um, ballroom will open for seating at eight, but the show does not start until eight 30. And it'll end around ten thirty. And then, so then your your big event on Friday is wait, which the one? Fantasy Gather. Gather, yes, the Fantasy Gather. What is that, Seska? So that is think social hour, cocktail hour meets school book fair. So we have a whole we have more, we literally have more authors. So this these are the number of authors who asked to be in part of the fantasy gather this year. And this doesn't that's even a, include all of them because I had emails later. Wow. That's a fairly large list. 
So we literally cannot fit everybody in there mm-hmm. uh, in listed in the app. But everybody who comes, it's open to everybody. Authors get to mingle. They get to mingle with each other. They get to meet their fans. They get to talk with their fans. And if you're an attending professional or a guest of DragonCon as an author, we allow you some table space to sell a few books during the four hours that we go. We go from eight to midnight. And we're going to have, for example, Sherilyn Kenyon is going to be in the room this year. Uh, Jenny Cook. Koch, we're going to have Robert Ross, we're going to have Jay Boyce, we're going to have so it really goes very much all over the place. We have so many wonderful people, John Hartness. Um it really does run Blackwell, Katie everything in fantasy. And so and it's actually we actually have more than just fantasy authors in the in this uh, literature event. We call it the Fantasy Gather because well, we host it. <laughs> And and I get to do all this logistics work all year long for it. Um, but we have lit RPG authors. We have science fiction authors. We've even had some horror authors. We have a comic book guy who comes every year as part of it. So it really is a wonderful cross-section of our literature community. That is. That, oh, go ahead. And you get to come home with free books. You get to find new books and keep them. Uh, speaking of books, this uh, throws back to the previous category. Uh, Brandon asks, uh, he says that I'm going to dress up as that novel that I'm definitely going to write. Does that count as fantasy cosplay? It counts as fantasy cosplay, but it doesn't count until it's published for page to stage. <laughs> that said, we have had people enter things that came from fan fiction that was published online. Fair enough. You mean yeah. Twilight? <laughs> um, anyway... Yeah, mashups. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think we did have some mashups. We've had more than a few Brandon Sanderson characters. Over yeah, there is a new rule this year, though, um, stemming from one of our contestants last year. It was a phenomenal costume, but it was also a prop. So this year, the no costume is no costume rule has been extended to be a prop is not a costume. In other words, if you have to exit it, and enter it in order to be able to wear it on stage. It is not a costume. That does not include inflatables because in theory, you could be inflated the entire time backstage. Mm-hmm. But if your costume is too thick with bones, you look like a breathe inside, then you cannot oh. wear it. <laughs> what would you say, Seska? You look like a wall. If you look like you a look wall, like- oh, okay pile of bricks that said there is a book about pink floyd's the wall so if you do decide to come as a character from the wall that is acceptable there there you go <laughs> not as the actual wall not as the actual. <laughs> well i mean it, what if you if you could well i mean i can't imagine yeah. that you can actually walk if through wearing a, a costume that is a a wall costume but it's not a prop. You don't have to remove it. I suppose you could try to make it inflatable that way. You could. And I'm pretty sure there's some people that can make that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I know there's some people who can make it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of making it, uh, so Saturday, you have, you have <laughs> fantasy dating. Woo, let's go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> fantasy dating game is my favorite panel of the weekend. 
I'm not even kidding. Two years ago, Seska said, I need a moderator for this panel. And I went, okay. And she said, it's called fantasy dating game. It requires a little bit of role playing. Now, I should also say about three years ago, Seska said, do you know anybody that could run a costume contest for me? Which made me question whether my best friend of the last seven years knew me <laughs> because I've been doing costuming for 26 years. But moreover, I've been role playing for 30 Oh, wow. I knew and, you were role-playing. I knew you'd done costuming, but I know there's a big difference between running a costume contest and costuming. Yeah, she didn't listen to me all those years I was griping about running costume contests. <laughs> that was obvious. It's all right. <laughs> so, but, uh, fantasy dating game. Fantasy lit, where all the laundry is dirt aired out. <laughs> no, hey. I just have to give her a hard time. She really is my best friend. Uh, <laughs> if I didn't, she'd think something was wrong. Mm. Um, but no, the uh, the fantasy dating game is actually probably the most fun panel of the weekend. So just like the traditional dating game, you've got um, a a suitor or a group of suitors, I should say, and a person who wants to go on a date. Except they are all characters from their books. So in the fantasy dating game, we invite two different panels of authors. So you have one person who is the person looking to go on a date and three people who are the suitors for that person, all portraying characters from their books from different universes. Oh, so cool. what's the best way to tie that in? An MC that understands how to role play as weird characters. So two <laughs> years ago, I did it as Janet from The Good Place. Last year, I did it as General Leia Solo because who doesn't want Space Mom to help them pick a date? Wait, who Wait, is it? Who, I'm sorry, you, you cut out there. What was the last one you did? I'm sorry. General Leia. Oh, Space Mom. Oh, gotcha. You know, Princess Leia Anna, because who doesn't want Space Mom to help them pick a date? Uh, exactly. Uh, well, okay. yeah, I mean, if Mom was around, you know, well, if their mom was around, I guess if Grandma was around, then maybe mom and brother wouldn't have had that weird, awkward moment. But anyway, go on. Sorry, go ahead. So I don't know that she's the best best mom around, but anyway, go on. No worries. No, but she is well aware of the trip falls of dating. Hey, oh, oh, that's, that is true. And, uh, you know, her, her kid did try to destroy the universe as well. Anyway, go on. Exactly. <laughs> Keeping it in the family. And if you want to see last year's dating game, it is online on the Fantasy Literature Track YouTube. Uh, a good Google search for Dragon Con Fantasy Lit YouTube will bring it up pretty quickly. Um, and it was hysterical. We had a blast. Uh, same with the year before with uh, Janet. I believe that one did make it up on the YouTube. Um, but uh, this year is going to be even more fun. Seska has set us up with some really amazing panelists. I cannot wait. Um, and I'm not going to tell you who I'm doing this year. You'll have to come see. Well, after all this dating occurs, then on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> on we, Sunday, we, we make boink, them boink. They're boinking. Seska, what are, what are they boinking? What does that mean? We have the Boinking Beasties panel on Sunday night. And that panel literally just is very short on the description. Not all things that go bump in the night are monsters going about nefarious deeds. <laughs> so this should be, we have Tamsin Silver, who has been doing the panel for the last several years coming back. She is an amazing moderator for it. And ironically, she does not write slides. 
She doesn't write spicy, but she moderates it. <laughs> yeah. She can so, put me on this one because she knows how purple I turn. I know. I love putting her in the audience so we can watch it. Um, so it is a really fun panel. Um, <laughs> and we've covered tons of wonderful issues about all the different stuff. Uh, it goes it's a little awesome. serious. It goes a little funny. Um, this year, I am super excited. I guess our rep for this panel has uh, started to proceed ourselves. Last year, we had somebody beg to be on it who is not an author, but a guest of Dragon Con. And then they chickened out right. about 48 hours beforehand. <laughs> I mean, it's a difficult subject matter for some people. Well, you know, I literally was like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? And I so I put him in the group with the other people who were on the panel so that they, he could see what they were discussing about what topics they were going to bring up. And he chickened out. And now he can go watch what he missed out on because it's also on the fantasy literature track YouTube. It is. It is complete with the PowerPoint slide. It was I have to sit there and do all of those PowerPoint slides and watch it 15 times to sync them up. Do you know how purple I was? <laughs> it was kind of glorious. Um, so, and this year, uh, Mr. Jim Butcher requested to be part of the panel, which now I'm timing him out, so he can't back it. Well, I mean, he still could. I mean, he could. Consent is important. <laughs> uh, now this, <laughs> I think you mentioned, I, th I think you mentioned this, but this is a late night panel, right? A These are, so as the dating game. And Boinking BCs are late night panels. We do have some amazing panels during the day as well. We have the pun Take Thee to the Punnery panel. Oh my gosh, the Punnery panel is freaking amazing. And it's Sunday morning, uh, 11.30 this time, right? Or 10.30? I don't know. All the hours yeah, are not we'll blended check together. The app. I have the app scientists finished it yet? No, no. They're, they're still working on it. And uh, nobody's schedule is yeah. final until it's actually, uh, you've actually sat through the panel. Nobody's scheduled. That's is fair. That is about fair. a week after Dragon Con. I've, I've actually uh, been on that panel where the, the panel changed literally as the panel was beginning. Um, so, <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's the punnery panel is a blast. Last year we had Chris Jackson and Timothy Zahn and Dakota Krauts. And uh, uh, PR Perry, um, and they they just had a blast. They had everybody in the audience cracking up for a solid hour. The room was packed. If you want to be in that panel, get there early. <laughs> so we no. have that on Sunday. We have magic and politics, and we also have uh, the Delphic Oracle panel. So every day during the day, we have some amazing panels as well. And uh, Brandon says the punnery panel sounds either fantastic or punishing. Either way, a pun time will be had. We like to pontificate on the puns before we punch. <laughs> well, I'm betting he wants to go because if not, it's rather punny than he thinks it. <laughs> now, so you mentioned you mentioned those. Are there other? Uh, let's just call them non-highlighted panels or non-bigger. Uh, you know, everyone has their sort of like signature one every day. Uh, but do you have yes. other ones besides just the, the, the punnery and, and the other ones we've discussed about? We have um, a future of fantasy panel where we're talking about where fa the, like the current trends in fantasy literature, where they're going, 
what, what our panelists think they're going to be. Um, we have one on uh, intellectual property because it's kind of fascinating in a way. And, um, and so we that is typically moderated by Jim Nettles, who's an amazing moderator with this. He's very on the on the ball, both as an author as well as being one of the founders of Continual. And so he's very aware of the different issues and uh, he's doing a lot of work also on how AI and chat GPT are going to be should be ethically used. So um, we have a panel um, writing outside one's own, 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 I think is beyond one's itself. I can't remember the name of the panel, but it's on, I should pull up my panel listing, but, um, but which is about writing beyond your own perspective, right? I, I am a female, but if I wanted to write a story about a male, that's not the perspective I grew up with. So how mm. do you do that kind of responsibly and how do you do it respectfully as well as just good examples of it done right? We have a panel on maps and using maps in world building and how authors go about doing that. So we have a lot of great panels coming up down this year. You also have a really new panel that you decided to make for some crazy reason. The, the language panel. Oh, yes. Yeah. So she, she asked me if I would moderate this. She wants to do a panel on languages and creating languages or using uh, other languages in uh, fantasy. And so it's a little known fact that I was a I was a linguist for many years. Oh, really? Uh, still a polyglot. Yeah, still a polyglot. And uh, so she came to me and she said, would you moderate this? And I was like, oh yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to that one. She's also got a baby authors panel on Friday morning. That book you haven't published yet that you want to publish so you can cosplay a character from it. You should go to that panel. Baby, baby authors. Is that what it's called? Yes. That's what it's called. Oh, wow. It's not, it's not literal babies authoring, right? Or No, it's just authors who, baby authors learning how to author. It's right. writing, but because there's there are a lot of factors that go into being an author these days. And the difference between an indie author and a non-indie author from the reader perspective and from the marketing perspective are not as different. And anybody who tells you they are is probably just being lazy and saying somebody else should do it. Because to be honest, if you, this is kind of a hobby horse of mine, but if you're a traditionally published author going through a traditionally published publishing house, a lot of authors a generation ago left all the marketing work mm -hmm. to the publishing houses, which is great. But honestly, why are you doing that? Mm -hmm. You're like, take control of your own destiny. And when you do, you see tremendous sales. And that honestly, I think that's why some of the traditional publishers are picking up more of the indie authors because they are authors who have figured out to work, how to do their own marketing plans, and they're not going to hesitate about doing it. Now, the drawback is they're also going to look at the company and go, I did my part, what you need to do your part. Right. And right. they have a stronger drive because they don't feel as beholden 
to the publishing company. So, and it's just been an interesting trend that I've seen among some of my authors and my friends, um, Larry Correa, Julie V, Ken Babel. These are all uh, R.R. Verdi. These are all authors who started as indie self indie authors, either small press or self-publishing, who have been picked up to huge success by traditional publishers. That's a that's awesome, and that's. That's Monday morning, right? Really fun, really informative uh, track. You guys will never be bored on fantasy literature. Well, there you go. And and that, that the baby one's on Monday morning, is what you said, right? The baby one's on Friday morning. Friday. Friday. Oh, Friday so. morning. Well, well, don't show up on yeah, Monday it, morning because I mean, it'll be something else. <laughs> Monday yeah. morning, we have the IP panel. Oh, is the IP? Oh, that's what it was. The IP panel. Okay, gotcha. And then Friday after or Monday afternoon is uh, complaints with Seska. Complaints with Seska, which everyone should go to. Uh, all the time. Uh, Seska. Everyone if, should come to this panel and tell her how amazing she is because she needs the ego boost. I can tell. I can tell she lacks self-confidence. <laughs> it's very obvious that that's the case. Um, not at all. Is that the case? All right. Seska's in. All right. So this is the time of the the, the podcast where we like to uh, play a game with our our guests. I'm going to go ahead and add the uh, to the stream. Those of you watching uh, us live can join in if you wish. Head on over to uh, jackbox.tv and enter in the room code. Uh, today's room code is HZCY. Doesn't help anybody who's listening to this after the fact. You guys can hear the music, right? Now? I've chosen a duck turtle thing. They should have a chicken. Why do they not have a chicken? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'll, I'll talk to the people. I have no idea what they don't. Uh, you can Seska hear them. I can tell you. I require you, you can hear the music, though, correct? Because it'll. Yes. Okay, good. It'll be important in a minute. I think I picked the thing. Yeah, you're on there. You're a frog. You're a frog with wings now. <laughs> That's a fantastic piece I All just right. don't want to be a mall-getter. I've seen what those, those things look like. All right, we got enough room for one more per... Oh, yep, you now we're done. Go Google alligator anatomy. It'll never be the same as... What? I love that you guys think I can do this. All right, here we go. <laughs> Turn it up a little for you. I'm Cookie, and this is F4. That's what the TikTok kids call it. Hashtag F4. Oh, God, I'm old. A full game? Good thing I put on a clean shirt. Wait. <laughs> no, I didn't. And if you're watching, you can join the audience at any time. Audience members earn points by guessing the truth and fooling the players with their lies. Let's get to it. This is round one, and that means you earn 500 points for every player you fool. And you'll get a 1,000 for finding the truth. First up, the slogan, Don't Mess With Texas, originated as part of a state campaign to discourage blank. Now, enter a lie on your device that's believable enough to fool the other players. If you just can't come up with anything, use the Lie For Me button to get a suggestion for half the points. Uh, do it now. All right, so everyone it's should... It's not giving me anything. Oh, is it? Uh, try, re try, it. try refreshing it. Oh, there it goes. Yeah, yeah, it waits till after the question comes up. Then you, then you, it'll pop up. 
Yeah, so as they do that, let me remind everyone you can reach us at... Oh, God, I was supposed to play the, the voicemails again. Um, 813-3210-TUG. That's 813-3210-TUG. Uh, if you want to leave us a voicemail that may or may not ever get played. And, or you can email us at 50days at theuniquegeek.com. That's 50-D-A-Y-S, theuniquegeek.com. Okay, those are the choices. Guess the truth on your device now. Okay, now all the uh, contestants will be trying to guess which is the true answer. But I will reread this again. The slogan, Don't Mess With Texas, originated as part of a state campaign to discourage blank. Graffiti, Mexicans, messing, porn, gambling, bootlegging, couch potatoes, bullying, pooping in public, or littering. What is... The the slogan "Don't mess with Texas" originally supposed to hmm, discourage. You picked. Couch potatoes. Jasmine fell for that. Was the audience's lie? Mexicans. <laughs> felt, I mean, let's be honest. Uh, it was Gabe's lie. Um, bootlegging. Texas. There you go. Uh, bootlegging uh, was Chris Weedle's lie. Weddle, as in pedal. We just went over this the last podcast. Littering was the truth. A lot of people got it. People don't get the mess pun because all puns are objectively terrible. <laughs> I feel like she's talking about us. Yeah, I may have been talking about your panel earlier. All right, so in the lead is actually the audience right now. The audience is in the lead <laughs> with fifteen hundred. A 1993 Dark Horse comic book crossover finally answered the age-old question, what if Godzilla fought blank? Okay, enter those lies. Now, this may be unfair, because I imagine somebody in our audience knows this answer. But anyway. Oh, I absolutely do. Um, Zan asks, is Zan the new Richard Simmons? Where is she? Well, to a degree, that's true. Uh, a 1993 Dark Horse comic book crossover finally answered the age-old question, what if Godzilla fought blank? All right, where's the truth? Uh, was it King Kong? Old Age? <laughs> Mothra? The Mothman? <coughs> Charles Barkley? A Bunch of Rats? A Mecha? Predator? Power Rangers? Or Batman? The 1993 Dark Horse comic book crossover finally answered the age-old question, what if Godzilla fought one of those answers? Moments of truth. All right, here we go. King Kong was Mara Rose's lie. Very good. Very catching deceptive. a bunch of people. Mothra, Mothzilla, rather, was Sisko's lie. And, and Mara fell for it. Uh, Mothman was Aruka's lie. Got somebody. Power Rangers was Brandon's lie. Catching catch, catch Chris. Uh, eight, old age is Mighty Bill's lie. Charles Barkley was the truth. Stay tuned for the upcoming sequel in which Scotty Pippen takes on Mothra. There you go. <laughs> Charles Barkley. We've always wondered. Let's see where are we at. 
Uh, looks like Brandon's in the lead. Audience is still at 1,500. Zan points out that I said... Time to see what's in the news. Do that in just a second. Shocking headline from NPR. Why America is losing the blank race. Enter your lives now. <laughs> okay, shocking headline from NPR is why America is losing the blank race. Blank race. Uh, Zan pointed out, I may have misspoke with what her, her what she was asking earlier, which is, is Lee the new Richard Simmons? Where is she? I think uh, she says I, might, I said Zan, not Lee. But anyway, but yeah, so and my answer stands. Which is that uh, she is Richard Simmons. She's not the new one. She's the existing one. You've never seen them in the same place at the same time. Think about it. And by by that, she's she is she is also the Rock as well. By that logic. There you go. All right. Find the truth. The shocking headline from NPR is why America is losing the blank race. Health, electric car, weight gain, nuclear, bathroom, toilet, weight loss, attractive people, space, or race room? Race? I don't... Somebody, I think somebody might have accidentally mistyped something there. Or it's something... Uh, some reference I have no idea what that means. Race R-U-U. Okay, what everybody pick? Uh, bathroom was Brandon's lie. Space was Seska's lie. <laughs> you got me. Fooled two people, including <laughs> Uh Health was Chris's lie, which is Weddle like pedal. Uh, attractive people. Was the audience's lie, and Bill fell for that. Toilet was the truth. America is so far behind foreign fancy toilets, we're not even number two. Uh-huh. Dad joke number three for today. Oh, I think I might be in the lead other than the audience. Uh, I missed it. <laughs> On to round two, where all point values are doubled. How about this? Due to his beliefs as a semi-active pagan Jewish minister, the city of Madison, Wisconsin, confronted Jeff Goldstein because he refused to blank. Submit your lies now. Very interesting minister, but due to his beliefs as a semi-active pagan Jewish minister, the city of Madison, Wisconsin, confronted Jeff Goldstein because he refused to blank. He refused to blank. Folks are entering their lives now. Oh my goodness! I'm in a monsoon. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you okay? Are you safe? I'm good. It's just pouring down rain. <laughs> now, which one's the truth? 
All right, due to his beliefs as a semi-active pagan Jewish minister, the city of Madison, Wisconsin, confronted Jeff Goldstein because he refused to blank mow his lawn, wash his hands, not be cool, eat non-kosher hot dogs in public, remove his goats, pee, hold Shabbat, Shabbat eat stinky I'm cheese. I'm just saying, a non-kosher hot dog thing sounds right. Host Groundhog Day or get a circumcision. Parents ask your kids. All right, who picked what? All right, what do we got? We got remove his goats. Was the audience's lie? Jasmine was trapped in that lie, that deceit. Wash his hands. Half the audience believed Chris's lie. Get a circumcision. Was Jasmine's lie? Mighty Bill. So gullible. Host Groundhog Day was Brandon's lie. Brandon and Gabe are having it out. Hold Shabbat was Seska's I lie. It. Damn it, Seska, you keep catching me. <laughs> Mow his lawn was the truth. Four people. Caught he that. believed that plants are a higher life form. And after living on the internet for a while, I agree. <laughs> well done. Well done, Cookie. All right, let's see. Brandon looks like. Yep, Brandon looks like. Yep. Brandon uh, Chris. This yep. next oh, wow. question made possible by viewers like you. Focus up. I have a photo with Elijah Wood where he looks like he's mad and I look like I've been crying. Which makes sense because right before we took the photo, I blanked. Okay, I, this, this random Fibbage fan wrote in and said... Let's make sure it's not re Oh, she's just replaying it. Uh, I have a photo with Elijah Wood where he looks like he's mad and I look like I've been crying. Which makes sense because right before we took the photo, I blank. Punched him in the face. She was crying because his hand hurt. Her hand hurt. Maybe his hand hurt too after she, I don't know what that would work. Punched him in his face with his own hand. Okay, here you go. Uh, uh, which makes sense because right before we took the photo, I blank said I hate Gandalf, peed myself, laughed so hard coffee came out of my nose, was proposed to, drank his soda, burped, geeked out, dropped his phone, farted, or yawned. That's interesting. I'm actually interested to know which of the... Honestly interested to know which one of these is accurate. Let's take a look. I mean, all, all right, let's see if Seth gets me again. The audience believed Brandon's lie, which was farted. Was proposed to. I, that's me. Was Chris's lie. Ah, Chris, you got me. Yep. Drank his soda. Was the audience's lie. Said I hate Gandalf, Aruka, 
Fell for Gage's deceit. Dropped his phone. Dropped, dropped, dropped his phone. Whoa. He asked me to take a photo of his friends, and then I instantly dropped his phone. I then asked him for a photo. <laughs> uh, oh, so three no. people got that right. Uh, nope, I'm out. Brandon, Brandon is now in a huge, huge lead. Up. Known as Scotland's Disgrace, an incomplete national project was begun in Edinburgh that was supposed to look like blank. All right, type in your lies. I think this is the last one before the final fibbage, so try to get as much points as you can here. So, known as Scotland's Disgrace, an incomplete national project was begun in Edinburgh that was supposed to look like blank. And remember, this is PG-13 viewing. So Camilla's face. <laughs> What'd you say? Camilla's face. Camilla's face. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> uh, DJ uh, Rogario, I think that's that's their name. Uh, says the auto captions are like the formerly nice and accurate captions of Good Omens. <laughs> I don't know what the auto captions are doing over there. All right, so here's the. Uh, what, this isn't fair. I'm Scottish. What What is this national project supposed to look like? Uh, that was supposed to begin in Edinburgh. Was it a general, Queen of Mary of Scots eating cake, Prince Charles as a baby, a beer mug, Prince Charles smiling, a horse charging, the Parthenon, a kilt, or a giant kilt? I mean, I guess it's a kilt for giants. Come on, show me what you I mean, do. at least nobody said William Wallace. <laughs> a beer mug. Half the audience believed Gabe's lie. <laughs> we don't drink beer. Prince Charles as a baby was Jasmine's lie. A kilt was Mighty Bill's lie. A giant kilt was Brandon's lie, proving that Bill and, and Brandon are also, maybe the same person. Oh, also the audience's lie. Wow. Well, that was weird. <laughs> a horse charging was Chris Weedle's lie. Weddle's lie. Uh, the Parthenon. It's the truth. What? Why would you build a national monument to look like something from another country? And this, this is the one time they don't give us the explanation. Come on. They also voted down their own independence that they fought for for over like, <laughs> centuries. Yeah, delay, you know. It's worse than the French. At least they it's lost their the war. <laughs> a question worth triple the points. No pressure. <laughs> All right, so it's I worth triple the points. As an odd side hustle, Happy Hound's dog cologne was released in 2022 by blank. And in 2017, two L.A. cops were recorded ignoring a robbery and instead discussing blank. Now you're going to write one lie that sounds like it might fit in either of these two blanks. 
That's double the chance to fool your fellow players. And if your lie gets picked for both blanks, tell you what, I'll throw in a bonus. Got all that? I'll give you a little extra time on this one, so don't freak out. So our contestants are trying to fill in the blank with one answer that could be good for either blank. So the first blank was... In 2017, two L.A. cops were recorded ignoring a robbery and instead discussing blank. Or the second prompt is... Magic the Gathering! <laughs> as an old odd side hustle, Happy Hounds Dog... Happy Hounds Dog Cologne... <laughs> Magic the Gathering... Was released in 2022 by Magic the Gathering by blank. It works! It works for both! I might have gone a bit too literal. You know. Well, that's good because you want to convince people that it's the truth, right? So. Waiting on one person. Oh, no, running out of time. Lie for me. Oh, there we go. Got it. Okay, these are the choices. These questions have two different truths, but we'll focus on this one first. Guess the truth for just this question now. All right. So here are the possible answers. The Queen of England, Paris Hilton, Chanel, Hanna-Barbera, Beyonce, Snoop Dogg, PetSmart, Snoop Dogg, um, Eminem and Dr. Dre, Pokemon Go, Ryan Reynolds. So, <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Uh, so in 2007, they're trying to guess the one for in 2017, two L.A. cops were recorded ignoring a robbery and instead discussing blank. One of those answers okay, I gave you before. This blank's time to shine. Pick the truth for just this question now. All right. An odd side hustle. As an odd side hustle, Happy, Happy Hound's Dog Cologne was released in 2022, just like uh, last year, by blank. Was it the Queen of England? <laughs> Sorry. Paris Hilton, Chanel, Hanna-Barbera, I don't know why I want to put extra accents on there, Beyonce, Snoop Dogg, PetSmart, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Pokemon Go, or Ryan Reynolds. All right, Paris Hilton, fooled both sides. That was Jasmine's lie. Ah, doubly deceptive. Ah, they got me! Ah! Eminem and Dr. Dre... Was Marrow's lie? Cut two people. Anna Barbera was Brandon's lie. Just double deception. Double cheeseburger of lies. Pet Smart was the audience's lie, and Mighty Bill was lie for all seasons. Fooled by. Fooled by them. That is. Chanel. Or Camel. Uh, it was a Ruka's lie. And Snoop Dogg. Was Mighty Bill's lie. I think the other one was spelled with one less G. Ryan Reynolds. They got me. Was Gabe's lie. All right, now I, I always choose Ryan Reynolds. Oh, Pokemon Go. 
was the truth for the two LA cops who were ignoring a robbery and discussing Pokemon Go. I could see that. The Queen of England was a Dudley Cologne. As of right now, there's only one flavor of the Queen's dog cologne. But if there are more, I'm sure you'll have to catch them all. All right. Thank you. Oh, my God. All right. Let's see who wins this one. Uh, Seska, unfortunately, isn't dead last. Followed by Mara. Um, I don't normally call that out. But Brandon. Brandon won. Congratulations, Brandon. We're just very well done. Very good at lying, so you can trust what we tell you when we tell you fantasy literature is awesome. There you go. That's exactly it. That's that's what we wanted to hear. All right, uh, real quick before we leave, the one, two things we did not cover: where can they find information about your track before the track, and then where can they actually find your track when they're at DragonCon? Okay, so my track. We'll start with the easy, straight answer is. In the International Tower of the Hyatt. So come into the Hyatt lobby. Go towards the gift shop. Keep walking around. Go down two floors to Embassy Hall. Walk straight down the hall. Past Sci-Fi Lit on the left. And Rider's Track on the right. I am dyslexic, so I have to always stop and think about that. (laughs) Or if you miss the the gift shop, go down the center all, all the way to the center. And go all the way down. Walk to the far end of, uh, of the rat maze and then up one level and you're in Embassy Hall. So where to find us? We have Fantasy Literature at Dragon Con on Facebook. We do have a Twitter. Not No, not a Twitter. What's the thing with the picture? Instagram. We can tell I'm very good. <laughs> it's not so Twitter anymore anyway. It's X. So. so before Con, you can find us on Facebook at Page to Stage Costume <laughs> Contest or at Fantasy Literature at Dragon Con. You can find us at dcpagetostage.com for the actual costume contest. You can find us at Fantasy Literature YouTube by Googling Fantasy Literature YouTube Dragon Con. And we are there. I have a TikTok. And also, oh, yes, that's right. She did create a TikTok for all you people that are TikTokers. Beware. She posts a lot and it's kind of crazy. I don't post a lot, I do post randomly. Oh, so you just send them to me. Okay, I got Oh, it. no, I send you the funny things I find on there. Yeah, it's, I, I'm not on TikTok, so it's always interesting. But just like we are online, and just like you can find us in Embassy Hall, we will be there all five days of con, five ladies and gentlemen, rain or shine, Soon much like I am right now. All right. I, again, I appreciate. If they add six, I think they're going to have to start paying people. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, if they add six, they're going to have to give you five more volunteers and an assistant track director in addition to a second. There <laughs> you go. Or pay one or the other. They will never pay any of us. All right. The so anyway, we before we get ourselves in trouble. <laughs> And no, the pay we get is the awesomeness of being involved with it the is. Con it and is. helping the fans find new content. And on I a, know I'm going to be taking a week off of work to work another job. Honestly, but let's uh let's let's uh, remind everyone too that this is a good time to remind everyone that that the folks at Dragon Con, the the all are volunteers. They're all volunteers. The people that are helping you in the line are volunteers. The people that are, you know, that are uh setting up the lights, doing the sound. Uh, running things left and right, doing the parade, everything. All that is is run by volunteers. 
And it's, you know, and one it's a year long effort. It is not right. just a couple weeks before Correct. con. People never actually... start the day after con planning for the next con. In fact, some of us start before con planning for the next con. That said, the only payment we ask in return is kindness and happiness and smiles. There you the go. Really and truthfully, we could not do it without volunteers. It would be absolutely expensive. Right. To- exactly. It's and and you know, it'd be on a yeah. Think about how massive a party this is. It's there's a reason why other cons have to close down. Uh, they they can't go twenty four seven. Uh, it's because it would be just become way 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 too expensive. So. Um, and yet, DragonCon is a twenty seven a twenty four seven party well, with its own twenty four five. But but yes. <laughs> Not seven. Although I would like to try to get it to seven. Seven. Anyway. All right. So so until next time, for Seska, Mara, and Lee, who's out there somewhere, this is John saying until next time, peace. This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike license. <laughs>